before you put your plants in the ground. Wayne, you're going to find this is an amazing tip. Cracking eggs. Farm fresh egg. Not store-bought eggs, but a farm fresh egg. Crack that egg. Don't break it all the way open. Just crack it. Dump it in the bottom of the hole. Then put your water and put your plant and then cover it all the way up to the bottom limbs. That sounds awesome. Well, it, well, it, it provides a lot of protein. protein. It provides the calcium, which presents the... Uh, uh, the fruit, you know, the rot on the fruit that sometimes you get. Yeah. Well, that is a, a calcium deficiency, and that will it'll help provide the calcium those plants need to be healthy and prevent disease. So, yeah, I went out in the hen house and gathered up all the eggs. <laughs> Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb. Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys, you ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits? BuckGrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactate and doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com you can get a sample you can order it directly from the website and we're coming to a retailer near you if you want to help a deer herd use buck grits i've been on a big board for a while i can load him in the back of my truck we can take it to a holler take it to a field across the creek up a big old Wise Eye, Hornady, Buck Grits, Apex Ammunition, Amped Outdoors, Eagle Seed. That's it. That's it. I think Presents you got them all. <laughs> American Roots Outdoors, everybody. We've got a great show, as always, lined up for you. And the topic of this show is gardening and cooking with Team ARO. I want you to pull your phone up real quick so everybody live here can see the ribs. Check these ribs out that Redmond cooked for his family this past weekend, and he never invited none of us. Y'all aren't family. Look at this. Look at this. Look at that. Let me get it down. Look at them ribs. And people on the radio are going, ribs. wait a minute, I can't see them. It's a, it's a scratch and sniff radio. <laughs> yeah, scratch and sniff radio. Scratch your dial, sniff it, and you see if you smell the ribs. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we're going to talk current events real quick. Uh, CRSA, Current River Smallmouth Association, first tournament is this weekend, June 4th, at Van Buren, Missouri. The launching areas are Watercrest Landing and Big Springs Landing. Uh, $60 entry fee, and I think $40 each for membership. Two-person tournament, five-fish weigh-in, six fish in your live well is all you can have at one time. No large mouth, all small mouth. And anybody can fish it as long as your boat will pass a water patrol inspection. you got to have a live well, aerator pump in it to keep your fish alive. And uh, CRSA club is kicked off this coming saturday i've been pre-fishing and i'm fishing this year with mr rick york 
he was on the show last week, mm-hmm. and Rick and I caught 120 smallmouth last Thursday. Wow. And our best five, we caught like 38 keepers wow. that day. And our best five would weigh 11 and a half to 12 pounds. Man, so where were you fishing? Uh, we was on Upper Current River. We went to okay. uh, Van Buren area. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I do have a question, for, though, for you, Alex. I, yeah. You said you were, you've been pre-fishing the last you know, couple days in that here, but... When when you drove by this morning, and I happened to glance in the back of your boat, what was what was the scuba gear for? I I don't understand scuba gear, scuba gear and crab boxes. I don't <laughs> live baskets. <laughs> yeah, live baskets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scuba gear. Yeah, yeah. You got to watch. Some of these people terrible. would believe that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So while we're on the subject of fishing, and we're kind of doing a. Uh, just a menage of things yeah. here. Free fishing weekend is next weekend in Missouri and Arkansas. Uh, so, folks, you know, maybe you don't want to buy a fishing license. You're thinking, well, we only go once or twice a year. I don't want to go through buying a license. Next weekend is your weekend. In Missouri, free fishing weekend is Saturday and Sunday. All day long in Missouri, you can fish any public waters, no license needed. Now, you do have to follow all the rules and regulations, the length limits, the possession limits, the daily limits, that all applies. You just don't have to have a license. Now, in Arkansas, the free fishing weekend begins at noon on Friday, June the 10th, and goes until midnight Sunday night. And again, all rules and regulations apply. You just don't have to have a license. And that's for residents only, correct? Uh, residents, uh, no, non-residents as well. Non-residents as well. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Anybody can come to the state of Missouri and fish without a license, same way. Folks in Missouri can go to Arkansas fish without a license. Like Free that. fishing weekend. Believe it or not, I heard somebody griping about this. Really? You ready? They was griping. If they can give somebody free fish, why don't they give us free rodent hunting uh, opportunities? <laughs> <laughs> or hunting over corn or bait. <laughs> well, Arkansas, they do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Legally. Yeah. 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 yeah, and look what it's so done. Anyway. To, and look what it's done to their deer and turkey hunting. It's yeah, exactly. Not good. It's yeah. not good. All right, so but anyway, free fishing weekend. So really, I mean, seriously, folks, get out there and do some fishing, yeah. and and you know, take the whole family. This is an opportunity to get the whole family together. Go down to the creek, go to the river, go to one of the lakes, and just get out and have some fun. Yeah, there you have it. You might get somebody hooked. Carrie Robbins, I I talked to Carrie Robbins from Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on his way uh, catching strappers and hybrids right now. He's been catching some big ones. Yeah, 25 to 30 pounds. 25 to 30 pound strappers. Yeah. And yeah, not small. He didn't want to say where he was going, but <laughs> he's been catching 25 pounders uh, on Norfolk. Wow. So That's a good fish. I mean, it's not as good, big as the stripers get. Yeah. They get huge, but that's a that's, that exactly. was, I've never caught a 25 pound fish. I think the yeah. week. The week before when we were talking to him, he was catching, uh, he caught a couple of 50-pounders, didn't he? Uh, 40, 40 pounds. 40, 40 pounds. 40 plus. Yeah, the yeah. strikers get huge for 25, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, he's it's a fighting pretty, fish. <laughs> Kerry is, is pretty well known for catching huge strippers. Mm-hmm. And uh, give a big shout out to him. Shout out to my nephew, J.D. Rutledge. His birthday was today. My sister, Jules' birthday was here the, uh, a couple of days ago, and a happy birthday to everybody out there. Happy anniversary to everybody out there, too. I'd like to thank all of our listeners from all over the country that listen to us, support us. Uh, it's my aunt's birthday, too, today. My Aunt Cheryl. Give her a happy shout-out. Happy shout-out to you, and happy birthday. Can't wait to get back to Mississippi and see them. I haven't seen my family in wow. going on six years since wow. since Braxton, I think, was two weeks old. Wow. My uh, oldest son had a birthday on Wednesday. He was 43. 
Happy birthday. Yeah. It's a month for birthdays. Yeah. Month for birthdays. I'd like to give an update on the, uh, I think there are 500 St. Louis Cardinals team uh, who has now won seven of their last 10. Uh, just finished off, as we record this on Wednesday, finished off a sweep of the San Diego Padres and uh, going to head to Chicago, take on the Wrig- the Cubs up at Wrigley. He had the mouth made the 500. You watch. Be, they won't be much better than 500. I don't think you have to be in baseball, though, do you? No. Like I said last 600. week, if, if you finish 10 games over 500, you're likely going to make the playoffs. Wow. Of course, football lately, depending upon what division you're in, you could be 500 oh, yeah, and yeah. make the playoffs. Yeah, you, you can play in the <laughs> NFC East and be sub-500 and make the playoffs. <laughs> Well, I'm a huge Cardinals fan, but I get upset at the pitching, and they have been beating San Diego. But uh, who has the third? I'm concerned about their pitching. Who, by the way, has the third best record in the National League? San Diego Padres. You heard what he said: third, third, not first. Only the Mets and the Dodgers are better than the Padres. Okay, and the Cardinals are at number four now after the sweep. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you have it, everybody. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about gardening. Yeah, they, they jabbed me again about the Cardinals. <laughs> we got to jab about something. Jabbed Wayne yet about the street. But anyway, because he, yeah, yeah. Scuba, the road. Scuba the road. deer. <laughs> oh, man. Don't go away. We'll be back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Right here, right now. This is Chancey Walters listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge, the Ozark Herd Bull. Wishing on some love. I've been on. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. Eagle Seed and Nutriplot present American Roots Outdoors. Welcome back to segment two of the show. We are in the studio, and we got a big storm front coming in as we are speaking. Uh, storms in our area. We got about as an hour for this year. By the way, on yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, right. we're recording Wednesday, and this will be distributed out Thursday evening to the networks, and our podcast will be downloaded to all the carriers. Uh, Monday morning or Sunday evening. Sunday evening. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, our subject is gardening and cooking. Okay. I'm going to talk about our garden to kick it off. Or you you kick yours off, Redbone, because you got a big one. Uh, I don't have a big garden, but I grow a lot of stuff in a a pretty small space. And uh, uh, let's see, right now I'm growing uh, cherry tomatoes, cucumbers, uh, green onions, uh, five types of lettuce, jalapenos. And I've got tomatoes and squash. I didn't do green beans this year because it was late. Because of the wet weather, it's late getting just too late to get green beans in the ground. I'll wait and grow those in the fall. But uh, I got a couple of tips. And I, and I went online uh, to a, a company that raises tomatoes. This is one of these organic 
uh, off-the-grid families, Mm -hmm. and they were giving tips on how to make better tomatoes, how to grow better tomatoes. Because I wanted to put in less plants and more production. Because you can take better care of less plants and maybe get more fruit. So, a couple of things. When you put your tomatoes in the ground, there's always two little sprouts that come out toward the bottom of the tomato plant. They said, pick those off. They won't ever do anything. They're you nothing. Prune pick them, them off. Prune. prune those off. And then when you... Sucklings. And before you put your plants in the ground, Wayne, you're going to find this is an amazing tip. Crack an egg. Farm fresh egg. Not store-bought eggs, but a farm fresh egg. Crack that egg. Don't break it all the way open. Just crack it. Dump it in the bottom of the hole. Then put your water and put your plant and then cover it. All the way up to the bottom limbs. That sounds awesome. Well, it well it, it provides a lot of protein. protein. It provides the calcium, which presents the uh, uh, the fruit. You know, the rot on the fruit that sometimes you get. Yeah. Well, that is a, a calcium deficiency, and that will it'll help provide the calcium those plants need to be healthy and prevent disease. So, yeah, I went out in the hen house and gathered up all the eggs, <laughs> and I went out cracking. Neither your put, eggs are gone. Oh, she's got plenty, believe me. Uh, so that that's one tip right there. Now, and I've always been told by some of the old-timers, put a spoonful of Epsom salt in the bottom of the hole. Yeah. Or after you get them planted, sprinkle it around Round the dirt, yeah. and, and which basically does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you can also, if you have that issue after your plants start producing fruit, you can sprinkle powdered milk. Powdered milk. Powdered milk around the outside. Hmm. What is milk full of? Calcium. Calcium. So you can sprinkle some uh, some powdered milk around uh, the outside of the plants and uh, and do the same thing. But uh, I raise all of my shallow growing plants in raised beds. My my cherry tomatoes. I have a four by four bed. I have two of them. They are loaded up. I put the grape tomatoes. They grow in a bunch like grapes, and they are just loaded up. I I grow my uh, cucumbers. I built two troughs that are uh, eighteen inches wide and nine feet long. And I put a foot between them, uh, which I fill with just rock. And then on the the inside of there, I put an eight-foot-tall fence or two four-foot lengths of fence, one mm-hmm. on top of the other. And all my cucumbers grow up the fence. So I don't have to have, oh, a, lot wow. of, I don't have, to have a lot of room in the yeah, garden. Yeah, so they grow cucumber. up and they're easier to they pick. Grow, they That's grow what vertical. Linda does. Linda yeah. does the same thing. Yeah, and a lot of people will take cattle panels and, and bend them over yeah. and make an archway. And yeah, grow and them. then they just hang down. They just hang down and you just pick them. So. Tomato, I've seen people do it with tomato plants, too. Uh, some people do, yeah. Uh, so just, I just want to pass along. Just a couple ideas thinking, boy, I'd love to grow cucumbers, but I don't have room. Yeah, you do. You can yeah. grow some in a, you know, a, a two by four. You can put out, well, you can put out four cucumber hills. And grow them up, up a fence, and you could grow all kinds of cucumbers for making pickles. I got a question for you. Yeah. How do you prepare your soil? Let's say you're first breaking your soil. I know we're going backwards instead mm-hmm. of forwards here. You, you talked about what you got planted and how to uh, mm-hmm. treat the, the plant itself when you put it in the ground. How do you prepare your soil? Let's talk about from what day you break the dirt and what you do to your dirt to get it ready. You know, I try to get my above ground or my, my above ground. The in-ground stuff, the lettuce, radishes, onions, the, the cherry tomatoes, I try to get all that stuff in uh, by uh, uh, Mother's Day. Now, the in-ground stuff, I like to get it done by Memorial Day and to the tomatoes and the squash. I did get a little bit of a head start on the squash because we're going to be eating squash at my house in a week. Oh, that's I got awesome. The, got the little Save bitty, me some. Got the little bitty yellow crookneck squash that are, that are already growing. Uh, but uh, I think Memorial Day is kind of the magic day for me, and that's why. Uh, and all I do is till my soil. 
Do you, do you put anything in your soil at all? Fertilizer, lime. Uh, I'm going to share my strategies yeah, of I what do. we do, but then what, we're, we got different opinions here. Yeah. We got you know different people, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, every year on the raised beds, the, the soil some of it disappears. Now the birds take it or whatever because you know. The, so yeah, I do. I have to replenish that soil which is already fertilized because I buy the bag to the Miracle Grow gardening soil. And, uh, and I use that. And uh, then in the ground, uh, I usually don't do any fertilizer when I plant or before I plant, before I break it. But afterwards, I might spray a little Nutriplot on those plants when I get them going. That's good. That's what I do. Yeah. I, if you, I, I made a post today, and when you all saw it, uh, my peach trees and my strawberry patch in the garden, I had some of the Nutriplot NutriGuard mm-hmm. uh, hanging from a limb right there. Did you see all the peaches? I did see all the peaches, I, yeah. I, I treated that, the root system, about a month ago, all around the root system. Yep. Then I got uh, suckling uh, small uh, peach starters mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. up out of the ground, so I sprayed each one of them. You ought to see them. Man, you know, exploded! And did you see yeah. how thick the tomato plants was with the nutrient plant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll really. I mean, I mean the strawberry plants. Yeah, strawberries. If they're if they're struggling a little bit, they will green right up they with the nutrient right plant. Yeah, I need to spray some of that on my blackberries. I have blackberry bushes now that are twelve feet high. You've got some, right? Or do I need to bring you? Yeah, you you got I'm, plenty left. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think okay. so. But I need I need to actually spray some on my on my tame blackberries, which are just unbelievable. Guy Poyum just come on here on our live Facebook. He says, uh, if you have too many green onions, I chop mine into quarter-inch pieces, put in Ziploc freezer bags. Yeah. Then grab a handful whenever you need. Yeah. That's a good tip. That That's is a good real tip. good tip. That is good tip. Yeah, Anybody else got tips on uh, the Facebook Live here? Be sure to share some with us, and we'll share them over the show. Uh, anything you want to add to your, your listeners here talking about your garden to share more tips with them before uh, we go to Wayne? Uh, yeah, I, I have a tame bear that stands outside my garden, and if anybody comes in it while I'm not home, he attacks them. <laughs> don't bother my crisis <laughs> garden yeah we're gonna go to a break everybody we come back we're gonna talk with wayne Locke about him and his homestead with miss renee and how they prepare their garden and what they got growing this year then we'll do mine in the fourth segment then we're going to share some other stuff tips with you that we do with our gardens in the bonus segment don't go away we'll be right back with more american roots outdoors right after this this Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. How many of you are tired of your batteries running out of energy, out of power? Let me tell you about Amped Outdoors. I've changed using the batteries I have had in the past. Amped Outdoors, I have the new 80 amp. 24 volt single battery weighs 46 pounds this thing has produced energy all day long tested for two days total use 11 hours cannot tell the batteries have even lost any energy go to amped outdoors if you want to be successful and not run out of power and my old pair of hunting boots passed on down planted deep in the ground around your heart Amped Outdoors and Apex Ammunition presents American Roots Outdoors. Welcome back to the show. We are in the studio in Thayer, Missouri, K-Country 95 studio, uh, recording our show. 
And now we're going to Mr. Wayne Locke to talk about his homestead, his gardening. And we've got a lot of rain here, so some people ain't put all their garden in yet. A lot of people's got their starters put in buckets or whatever, and I think that's what Wayne's doing. Let's talk about your setup. What do you do to get your garden spots ready? And let's talk about what you've got planted right now and what your strategy is and any tips that you've got for gardeners. Well, strategy-wise, things have changed over the last 24 hours because I don't know if anybody knew or not, but my truck was broken into last night. Oh, no. Yeah, and uh, I, I went in there, and I, it was weird, though, because doors were wide open, tailgate was wide, you know, down, and I look inside, everything's still in there. Wise Eye cameras are in there. My bags, two bags of Eagle Seed are still there. My my uh, uh, gun that I was uh, turkey hunting with on the was still there, not gone. Not gone. Apex, turkey loads. But, nope, nope. But you know what they took? My two jugs of gasoline. <laughs> which was worth more than all that combined <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding nothing would happen over at my place but um we did buy a mule because we're going to uh we're going to do a plow and mule now so alex you that, got a mule we got a mule so yeah so we have a mule now, so we're gonna, Brian, you're talking about, it does it does talking about a real mule we not, have a not real a john deere mule. not right. a john deere mule yeah we've got a real one yeah. so we're uh We've been, uh, I told my wife, I said, maybe we had to look at getting one of those plows like the Amish use and put that strap around me and let the mule do the work and break the ground. and Because uh, <laughs> I, I can't afford gas for the road until. <laughs> I just visioned Wade across the street with a strap hooked around his shoulders and mule dragging him through the bars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's help never, me, help me, Renee. He's never even seen that done, has he? Yeah, no, no. But let, let I watched Little House on the Prairie when I was younger, so I know how this gets done. Let, let, let the mule do all the work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All you got to do is steer, from my understanding. It can't be that hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> there, there, there is a reason they invented motorized uh, Rick, garden tillers. Say good luck with your plowing. <laughs> Especially here in Missouri, you know, because you, you plow two feet, you hit a rock or a boulder, you got to get a crowbar out. And you got to get a crowbar out and dig it up. And No, actually, going back to on, on a more serious note, going back to what we were saying is um, – We've only I start, I broke my garden three years ago. Alex came over with his tractor. We broke the ground, and it, for three years we've been picking rocks out of that garden, and it's like we just not seem to be making any headway. I got news for you: if you're there for thirty years, you're still you're still gonna picking be rocks, 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 right? Right. You're in the Ozarks. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's a it's a learning experience. I mean, from Ohio, we didn't have to have raised beds. We had eighteen inches of just beautiful, rich soil. So this is all new to us, and we tried the in-ground stuff last year, the last year and you know two years, and nothing grew. Our tomato plants got like 18 inches high. Uh, the only thing we that went phenomenal on us was the cucumbers, and I mean I'm telling you what it they grew. We did the hog panels and and that we had uh, yeah, 10 rows yeah. of hog of the hog panels and that, and we I, I we had so many cucumbers last year we were throwing them away. We couldn't give them away fast enough. Oh. And they were just. Why? I got one for you. Do you know why in the Ozarks you see people with busted teeth and stuff? From the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> from the rocks and their vegetables from their garden. <laughs> Look at why. I can believe it. No, no, no. Not, still not getting me tricked on that. But, uh, you know, 
one of the tips I can give that we did right off the bat when we talked about where we were going to put our garden at is we got a soil sample. And we just took it, just like you do with your food plots. We talk about that all the time. But if you take your soil sample over to the, the any of the extension offices through the University of Missouri, they will test it. If you tell them what vegetables you're looking to plant, what herbs you're looking to plant, whether it's food plot or, you know, tomatoes or whatever, they will actually come back with what you need to, to uh, put in for amendments to your soil for that particular vegetable. Uh, so, you know, that's a big tip for everybody. I mean, we needed tons of lime that first year. Um, and we put it in, and now this year we had it tested already this year, and our lime is actually good this year. Um, but we're doing raised beds. or we're, we're really going smaller on the garden this year just because, of fact, with us building the new house, we just don't have time for a big garden. But So I'm doing – I got three raised beds. My wife started from seeds, cucumbers, tomatoes, and peppers um, that we're going to be putting in. So the cucumbers will go in the ground because we found a sweet spot for that, that they just grow like crazy. But the other stuff will go in raised beds for the first time we've ever had to do raised beds here. Yeah, I, and I think you'll be happy with that because you can actually grow a lot of stuff in a small space, and it makes it much easier to take care of. And back to my point from earlier in the show, if you are strapped for time, like I am, I mean, I work 10, sometimes 12 hours mm-hmm. a day, I'm, I'm kind of strapped for time to keep up with the garden when things really start going 100 miles an hour. So I have to be able to have something that I can still take care of in the limited amount of time that I have. So I love the raised garden beds. Yeah. Absolutely and, love it. And one thing we invested in this year is the uh, sunshade. For the uh, to go over the beds because we're like with Alex's property and his garden, they're in you know they got trees all around them, so they they got a lot of shade. They're in sun part of the day, shade a lot of the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, With us, ours is in the backyard, and there's just no trees around at all. So they're in the sun all day long. We saw last year. We think they just got burned up too easy. Uh, The heat down here, water on them. Yeah, the heat down here is just was pretty bad. So we got sunshade. that we're going to, I'm going to build a little trellises for, and then we'll put the sunshades mm-hmm. over. Um, so hopefully that'll really help, you know, with the production. Yeah, of I, that, I have so. trees in the house because I, I strategically put stuff where in the mornings I get a little bit of shade, mm-hmm. you get that noontime sun, and then in the afternoon there are trees in the house that shade the things late in the afternoon when the sun just really gets really hot. So I don't have a whole lot of trouble with things burning uh, because I do have some shaded periods through the day. Yeah. Well, and you were talking about, you know, uh, limited space and how you can, you know, do things. Grow vertical. One, one of the things I see, because I belong to quite a few of the homesteading Facebook pages, is people use the uh, those feed buckets, uh, fertilizer buckets and mm-hmm. that, that, you know, those big, yeah, like, the big red tubs. ones, the big tubs. The bu- yeah, tub, they're tubs, why not tubs. Buckets. Yeah, tubs. Well, no, actually the buckets, too. <laughs> you uh, see them with the buckets. Go with five-gallon buckets. Yeah, five-gallon sure. buckets. But, yeah. yeah, the tubs also, uh, and they will use uh, uh, rosebush trellises mm-hmm. in there. Uh, mm-hmm. So that you know, that's just another way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, if you're limited on space, or and the nice thing about that is the portability of it. Yeah. You know, you can move them to a you know a location that may be yeah. better suited for you. And if you want to grow green beans and don't want to move the, I usually do the bush beans, mm-hmm. but you can actually use the uh, the pole beans, and you can use cattle panels, okay. or or some kind of a trellis and grow the pole beans. You don't have to go out and cut poles and make the big teepee like my uncle Joe used to do. Right. It was so cool to come to to Thayer from St. Louis in the in the summertime and had these teepees that were just covered in green beans. And I've always wanted to do that, but I always just used use the bush beans because because. Because he likes bush beer. Well that too. I like bush beans. <laughs> but I think we're talking a different kind of yeah. that, that secret recipe is locked green, up and that dog is guarding it. The bush the bush green, green beans. beans. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> but I know we gotta go to break here and when we come back, it's Alex's turn. 
to talk about what they're doing on their garden. And I'm going to keep taking notes from both Mike and Alex here because they know a lot more about this than I do. Uh, we're still new to this down here. so Well, we were raised on the other side of the street. Yes, yeah. yes. And we still got our teeth. <laughs> Don't go away. You're listening to it. But American you ain't got no hair. <laughs> right here, right now. We'll be right back with more after this. Hey, y'all. It's Tyler Ford. And you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Around your heart, so you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Hey, turkey hunters, this is Alex Rutledge. Have you heard about Apex Ammunition? If you haven't, they are American-owned, American-made, made one at a time, hand-loaded. These turkey loads will give you the confidence that you need to close the deal on that old hook daddy long beard gobbler. For more information, go to www.apexammunition.com. Hornady presents, welcome back to the show. We've been talking all kinds of stuff here the title of the show is Gardening and Cooking with Team ARO. And we've talked about Mike's garden and Wayne's garden, how they grow vegetables. How I, how I try to grow vegetables. How I try to grow vegetables. <laughs> Linda and I, uh, we break our garden in March. Usually we go by the almanac. We always go by the almanac the best time to break the garden. So we break our garden, and before we broke our garden this past winter, I put – I can't remember how many pounds of lime on there to to neutralize the acids in the garden because I got pine trees around our garden. Mm -hmm. And the way our garden's set up, we get sun till about 2, 3 o'clock in the day. Then the evening, we got shade from all the pine trees and oak trees in our yard. So that's what we do. Yeah, the hottest part of the day, you really need that shade. Yeah, yeah. So. And and, and you only have pine trees because... Linda can't get you away long enough for her to cut them down. <laughs> she hates like her pine trees. trees. They get in her garden. She hates the, those the pine, pine trees. She does. She hates them. <laughs> so anyway, after that, we, we break our ground in March uh, uh, with my tractor. Then we'll go over the tiller. Then we, we, we start planting our stuff again by the almanac. Linda never plants anything early. She does most of the planting. Okay, we got a strawberry plants that you gave us, you and Renee gave us from last year. They're producing strawberries right now. And our asparagus keeps coming back year after year. I love the asparagus, mm-hmm. okay? So another thing I started doing uh, after we get things in the ground, Linda start putting them in mounds. I don't know if you, you've seen what she's doing, Wayne. Yeah. But she, she creates mounds and covers – uh, a lot of the plant up of the of our tomatoes or whatever it may be, plant cucumbers, whatever. We've already got cucumbers, uh, tomatoes on our tomato plants, size of a quarter. Wow. Yeah, and our peach trees, uh, that's beside the garden. Uh, again, I treated them about a month ago, month and a half ago with Nutriplot, the root system, and it's made them explode. My, my trees are loaded with peaches. So, we use a lot of uh, horse manure sometimes. My dad always used horse manure. We put around the plants when we set them in the ground. And a lot of people use cow, cow manure, but cows eat a lot of hay, and hay seed passes through their, you know, mm-hmm. their droppings. And, but we use horse manure. And Epsom salt does work 
and talking about tomato plants, uh, they're called suckers. Anything that's between a fork, it's in a little little bitty stem, break it off. Break it off. My cousin Randy Sarton is the one that shared that with me. You got to see his gardens. Hmm. He grows some of the best tomatoes in the country. So that's how we plant. And we go back and we try to keep every weed out of it so it don't draw from the plant itself. Right. So we like to go into, and we never water uh, in the hot sun. Never water in the hot sun. We always wait for the sun to go down when the plants have cooled down a little bit to water them that evening. Okay. okay. Well, now here's a question for you. Speaking of watering, and, and Mike, give me your two cents on this or three cents, whatever you think it's worth. But last year we had did the sprinkler system. And it seemed like, you know, we knew, we knew you don't want to water during the middle of the day and you don't want to water in the evening because then you get the mildew and stuff like that. You know, best time of water is in the morning. On these, a lot of these homes that are uh, pages that I'm on, people that have moved from the north down to here said that they found from advice from other locals is that instead of using a sprinkler system, use a soaking system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree with that? I would. Yeah. And a lot of times when I water my plants, I don't remember who it was told me and... and we got to wrap up here in about two minutes, guys. But somebody told me one time, uh, for best results, never get your plants wet, the tomato plants. Water around the base only. Okay. Uh, now, every once in a while, I still turn the hose on, sprinkle if I'm watering, and just seems like it gives them a little relief. But for the most part, I just water around the base of the plants. Uh, and, and those soaker hoses, I bought one of those from Mom one time and uh, many years ago, and that was the best thing ever. She just ran those hoses and turn it on, and the water just seeped out right mm-hmm. into the ground, right next to the plants, whether it was cucumbers or tomatoes or whatever she was growing. And it was just, yeah, I would agree with that 100%. I want to share one more thing with you before we go to uh, wrap up the show. My brother-in-law, my sister, Jewel Uchman, Ben Jay, they used to always lay old carpet or plastic down between each row. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to weed. That's a good point. And yeah. if you laid carpet down, you didn't lay plastic. It didn't cause the ground to get too hot. So he'd lay carpet down, and he'd they'd keep the, the carpet, old carpet, wet and moist. And the, you wouldn't believe how good a garden they grew. So yeah. little things like that. that and they, another, another helpful hint there is feed sacks. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you feed cattle and stuff like that, yeah. uh, uh, take the empty feed sacks. Flatten them out, and you can actually cut them down the sides, make them longer, and just lay those. Just put a rock every once in a while to hold them down on a windy day, or put rocks down to hold them down, and then sprinkle them with the water, and that will help keep the weeds down for a long time. Now, eventually, they'll start to rot, and the weeds will grow through. Uh, but uh, I have to yeah, start you, saving you can, mine because I throw them away every you can, week. You can use you feed start sacks. Saving them. Yeah, yeah, start you can use feed them. sacks. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody, we thank you for so much for watching us and listening to our show. Uh, we got a bonus segment coming up. If you're a podcast listener, the only way you're going to hear is a bonus segment. you got to be a podcast follower. American Roots, please leave us a review, a good review. We're going to do a giveaway. We're not doing a giveaway this week. Next week, we'll give it away. Uh, but uh, I want to also welcome a, a new sponsor back to the show, Jolly Cone. we got to do a commercial for them starting on this weekend. Jolly Cone, you want a good milkshake or a bullseye bacon cheeseburger or anything. Or tub of ice cream. You get cream. off tub of ice cream when you get off a of current river. You want to go down there and, and tell Be- uh, Betty that I sent you. And in the bonus segment, we're going to be talking recipes. Recipes. So you're going to we'll be talking this. about garden recipes and barbecuing. Well, thank you again for listening. And remember, share the outdoors with somebody, whether it's hunting, fishing, gardening, whatever it may be. Just the outdoors, God's great creation. 
And remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. As I Hunt Control presents... Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, our bonus segment. If you're listening to this, you are obviously a podcast follower and listener. Uh, we've had a great show this past recording. Yep. And we talked about gardening, and we're going to talk about recipes now. But I want to talk about social media real quick. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And TikTokers. 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 Are you a TikToker? You TikTok? Yeah, I do. I, you know, I've never posted anything yet on TikTok, but I do have an idea for a, for a video. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get done and, and okay. post on TikTok. But the other day, I got a notice on my phone. You know, they send you notices, and a notice says, "What did the notice say?" The, no, the notice says, "I like older guys." So you thought? So what? I thought, well, what the heck? I'll just click on you this to see, see how what pretty happens. she is. Yeah, yeah. And, and I clicked on it. It was an old woman. <laughs> That didn't actually happen. That was just a yeah, joke. Joking. That was a joke I just thought of a minute ago. Kind of like, <laughs> like those arts, no teeth, broken teeth, <laughs> yeah, eating garden right. vegetables with rocks in it. But TikTok is hilarious. I still say if Eagle Seed could come up with a, 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 a genetic form of a bean that has some kind of razor or diamond tip root system, They'd probably cut grow, through they would cut through rocks. They grow great here in the in the Ozarks. Hey, you wouldn't believe how good they do grow here. You already know that right. Mike and uh, Nikki. Oh yeah, they grew them in rocks over there, and yep. then Grant yep. Woods grows them in rocks over at Branson. Yep. Oh so yeah, on top of a, a limestone hill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's talk recipes. All right. Okay. Uh, vegetables. Each one of you share a recipe with vegetables. You got two minutes. Oh, vegetables! How mm. you cook vegetables? Okay, you know I like to uh, either get me a, a little a little aluminum pan or make one out of some aluminum foil. A lot of times I do that if I don't have an aluminum pan. Uh, chop my vegetables up. I like to chop them up pretty pretty thick. I'm talking about green peppers, onions, red peppers, uh, squash when it's in season, uh, zucchini if it's in season. I mean, just whatever we've got in the fridge. Chop that all up. And uh, melt me some butter and put some garlic oh, salt in it, oh. and and just when I when my meat's about done on the grill, just set that on the grill and, and just saute those vegetables in that garlic salt. And then when I get done, I drain off all the the garlic salt and I sprinkle a little. And, and folks, in this segment, you're going to find out I love Rendezvous seasoning. I yeah, love Rendezvous uh, <laughs> uh, restaurant in Memphis. And they sell their seasoning. Seasoning is the best in the world, my opinion. And I sprinkle that on the vegetables, and it is unbelievable. Well, yeah. judging from your ribs that I saw the picture of on Facebook, oh, they look beautiful. Uh, it, it ain't just the uh, – I don't think it's just your opinion <laughs> that, <laughs> well, that your ribs are going to taste that good because I'll tell you what, I, I saw your picture, and I was scratching my phone and sniffing it. And I, I even licked the screen. I'm like, man, this ain't working right. So, yeah, I just – apparently my invite, though uh, – you know, Alex got lost in the mail or something. <laughs> I can't figure out. Miss. Won't happen, I, but I, I... I think your mule ate it. <laughs> i tell you what I like to do. I'm going to share one of mine. Uh, 
I like to take cabbage. My wife and I take mm-hmm. cabbage and uh, cut it in small pieces and take butter and bacon grease and put onions in with it and skillet fry it in an iron cast, cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Fry you talk about good. That's Chop a up a jalapeno recipe. and put it in there with it. And jalapeno. And it, yeah, sometimes uh, Linda takes cornbread. And put sugar in her cornbread when she makes uh, cornbread muffins for eating fish and stuff. And she'll take jalapeno pieces, put in sweet jalapeno cornbread. It's delicious. Another one for you. We take corn, cut the corn off the cob, uh, and we'll take it and fry it in butter and bacon grease mm-hmm. there, too, and put onions in with that. Mm-hmm. That's another thing we like to do. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And I, I me, mean, I'm a cheese freak, so I like to take. This is a secret. You you like popcorn. Everybody likes popcorn. You can buy this seasoning flavors. Uh, mm-hmm. The cheese, cheddar. The, yeah, cheddar. Right. I take the cheddar and sprinkle it on top of my corn. Oh, there you go. Cheddar popcorn seasoning. <clears throat> no. Well, let me tell you another one with the cabbage. Is real like cabbage. Hollow it out. Get yeah. a hole in the top and hollow yeah. it out. And put you some onions and green peppers or whatever in there. Wrap it in foil. Poke some holes in the top oh, and put wow. that in your smoker for about five yeah. or six hours. Yeah. Oh, boy, that sounds good. Smoke cabbage. Absolutely yes. phenomenal. Yeah. Now, now, nothing against you and nothing against Linda. Yeah. But Mallory, your mm. daughter Mallory, mm. now that girl can cook. Mm. Let me tell you what, you get her on that Blackstone griddle you got out there on your deck. <laughs> man, oh, man. Blackstone, if you're listening, we, we yeah. do need a, a sponsor. We need a, yeah, we need a grill sponsor. That's right. But, grill sponsor. Um, Holy cow, that girl can cook she, on that, that Blackstone. She's a chef. She reminds right. me a lot of J.D. I mean, yeah. J.D. does some carport grilling. Thursday night, yeah, night carport car- grilling. Yeah. But, uh, but boy, Mallory can. Red uh, you ever watch J.D. on Thursday night? Yeah, I do, yeah. But boy, Mallory can cook up some wicked stuff She cooked stuff hibachi the other night for everybody. Mm. Hibachi in. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we talk basically, I'll talk meat now. I want to talk something else before I go to meat. I found some chicken of the woods mushrooms a week or so ago. A big one. I mean, bigger than a basketball. A great big one, like two two basketballs. So we de-leafed it, broke it into leaves. It looked like cabbage meat. So what you do is you clean it real good in cold water, and you lay it on a pan, and you freeze it that way. Then you take them, put them in a bag to the amount of servings you want in Ziploc bags. They taste just like chicken breast. Mm. And we roll it in flour and salt and pepper and fry it in bacon, grease, and butter. Bacon, grease, butter. My cholesterol is high. Just talking about it. <laughs> I'll say there's a common theme with him right now. Yeah. It seems like bacon, grease. Bacon, is, grease. And and it reminds me of my butter. grandmother, my grandma Brown. Yeah. She had a big old tub of bacon grease that sat on her stove always, always, all the time. Always. And it's like, man, grandma ain't cooked bacon like in... A month, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. But boy, that bacon what grease, like she said. Well, she said she, because I always ask her. So you ever, ever worried about that going bad? You know, when I became a teenager and I was going out there, and you ever worried about that going bad? She's like, ain't nothing that a black hot smoking skillet ain't gonna kill. Mm, that's so. exactly right. Yeah, and you know, going back to the cabbage again because I love cabbage. Oh, uh, I do you too. Ever, I'm get, a cabbage. You guy. ever have cabbage steaks? No. Yeah, cut your cabbage uh, crossways, about two inches thick. And then coat that with olive oil. Oh, wow. And cook that in a skillet just like you would cook a steak. A little it's salt, delicious. little salt and oh. pepper, maybe put a little garlic on it. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you cook your – there's one thing we used to do at the fire station all the time, and that is we took the big, huge garlic cloves, 
mm-hmm. uh, their heads. Mm-hmm. We would just cut them in half, open them up, and we just put butter on top of it with some a little bit of uh, herbs and stuff on top, and then wrap it in foil, stick it in the oven, bake at three fifty for about fifty minutes. Or no, no, excuse me, two fifty for fifty minutes. When you brought them out, you just take that clove out, and it would just melt in your mouth. Mm, oh my wow. goodness, was I've it never good? Done that, it was like good. candy. Yeah, I mean, we were addicted one last, to it. One last uh, steak. How I like to fish steak. Ready? Alex Rutledge steak. Linda Bird Rutledge steak, I should say. Take any cut you want, okay? Uh, thaw it out. Hopefully, it's a fresh cut. Uh, take your steak. And what Linda does is she takes and seasons it on both sides, whatever her favorite may be, Montreal or Cavenders or uh, Sweet Baby Ray's, any kind of seasoning. Mm-hmm. She just bastes it, like dry rub it. Then she'll take it, a pan, Dale's liquid seasoning, liquid seasoning, and she'll half and half with water, about a fourth of the bottle, and let that steak marinate overnight or steaks overnight in that bowl. And she flip it every four hours to let it marinate, absorb. Then you put it on a smoker like Oklahoma Joe's and smoke it real slow. Hmm. Then take your a juice that you marinate, you're marinating, and brush it as you're cooking it. It'll make you take back things you never did steal. It's so good. <laughs> I promise you. Wait, now, for me, the best seasoning I ever had was uh, the guy that actually did my taxidermy, uh, Jeff Mossberger, um, just outside the suburb of Cleveland there. He uh, had his own seasoning company that him and his wife, Tina, started, and it was Slabum Seasoning, it was called. And... Uh, Oh my goodness! I tell you what, he had different kinds, but there was nothing better I had ever. And it's still to this day, I've tried other stuff that's really, really good. You know that stuff that you gave me that one time, really, really good. But man, nothing just ever topped that slab. Him. But unfortunately, Jeff went through some medical issues, and he he's got Parkinson's and that, and yeah. so he had to you know quit the uh, the producing the 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 uh, seasonings and that. But man, was that good! And we used to put that in our hamburgers and all that kind of stuff. But um, Speaking of hamburgers, and you know, you were talking about squash. Take your squash, cube it up, put it inside your hamburger mm. with mozzarella cheese. Mm. Put your patty on top, seal oh, wow. it. Little soy sauce on top of that. Fry it up. There you go, everybody. Recipes. Can I, can I one, one more thing about there when you're talking about because you didn't let me to talk about cooking meat, right. which is my specialty. Um, He's gonna let us run along because no, he no, loves no, this, no, this, this is very quick. This, yeah. I, I just want to make a statement. If I'm eating beef, I don't want it marinated. I don't want it rubbed because when I eat beef, I want to taste beef. Really? You don't want to well, marinate your beef. beef? You don't marinate your steaks or roast season. or nothing? I know. Wow. No, if I'm eating beef, well, I want it to taste... Well, won't be about it in my barbecue. <laughs> <'Cause> I, well, <laughs> I will eat it, but I, if, if I'm cooking oh, he's steak... He's that, Linda. He will eat it. <laughs> if I'm eating steak, yeah, the only thing I might do is, is melt a little garlic butter yeah. and baste it when it's done. Okay. And then, and then flip it a couple times to get that hot. But no, I do you want, roll your own butter, uh, garlic butter in logs so to put no, the cold no. the throat, I, I frozen some, one? I just put some garlic, salt, and some butter okay. and mix it together. But Man, um, you're making me hungry. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. why we need to go ahead. And hey, great show! <laughs> Gardening and recipes, cooking with Team Aro. If you like this, please let us know. If you want to hear more of this, because we're going to try to cover different subjects throughout this season. Next Thanks week for listening. Ro- next week it'll be roadkill possum. Yeah, roadkill something and raccoon and raccoon. That's what yeah, we're, we're going to kill lots of raccoons. <laughs> They're Man, we need invaders. Them. But thanks for listening again. Share the outdoors with somebody you love.
no matter what it is, hunting, fishing, planting a garden. Remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind.